Hello, everyone. Welcome to Game Junk Prototype, episode 47, recording on Friday, February 5th. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name is Andrew. And one of those slow news weeks, as we like to say, we'll be digging into crucial information, which is our... What are they even branding this as? Your PlayStation 2020 wrap-up. We're going to look at who the real gamers are here. Like, who is logging the hours? <laughs> Who's putting in the time playing these games? Figuring out, you know, what are these games all about? What's the state of gaming, at least on a PlayStation platform? So, uh, how are you guys doing? Are you ready to share this information? Oh, I'm ready. Um, can't wait. Well, we're also going to talk about some stuff we played, which I think mainly will be uh, the medium, which Sean and I both played a bit. And I think Huck has played a bit of as well. Mm -hmm. I've got some thoughts. Don't worry. And I mean, I'm going to tease it now. Sean has started Control, the most divisive game in Game Junk history. Is it divisive? I feel like you're the only one who hates it. I have not heard people. Well, as far as Game Junk go, it's completely divisive. Two people played it. One loved. One made it their (laughs) game of the year. One said it's the most overrated game in quite some time, and one hasn't played it. So you're gonna, I'm sure, go right down the middle. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. All right. So uh, you're still early. It's still good. I admit it's good for the first four or five hours. Not a problem. It's that where it starts to add a lot of mechanics that I don't think there's enough buttons to fully capture properly. No spoilers. Anyway, we'll get to it. Hopefully in future weeks. Let's get right into the main story here. PlayStation emailed out. You got your PlayStation Sony wrap up for 2020. Who pioneered this idea? Is it mostly Spotify? I remember when I was on Spotify getting my kind of annual wrap-up of what I listened to, top songs. Spotify does it. I know Letterboxd does one. Yeah, Letterboxd is pretty good for it, too. I can't remember if I saw it before that, but it's a cool idea. I've switched to Apple Music, but I do really like Spotify. I think both are great. I think there is part of me that wants to buy both, but as OCD as I am, I can't do that. But I do miss the wrap-up in, uh, in Spotify. It's quite good. So, you know, let's get in. We'll go category by category. Does that sound good to you guys? Sure. sure. Okay, so the, the number one category on your PlayStation 2020 wrap-up is number of games played in 2020. Now, I was actually, the more I think about it, I feel like my number is low. I, I thought it would be higher. But uh, I'll let you guys go first. Uh, Huck probably plays the least amount of PlayStation. Is that fair to say? Definitely. So let's start with Huck's numbers. And Yeah, and I mean, that's where, like, when we get into this, it's obviously tricky because we're only seeing one facet of our gaming life here. So, you know, as I'm Frank fine say, with the most opening- important facet of our gaming life, but still... Just one facet. I'll put this out there. I would be more than willing to open up the Nintendo facet, the Xbox facet, and also compare numbers and see how that goes. I, <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion, you know, it'd be pretty close for the other two, but I think I might take the lead in all three. Don't want to say for sure. I know I'm going to destroy on PlayStation. It's actually see one, one common factor that is driving uh, Sean and I down. It's the old little munchkins run around could be up like 90 percent. <laughs> actually your numbers are probably fucking juiced from those kids too <laughs> Mine they? Are definitely juiced from the kids uh, if anything this is, that's this, we're that's an advantage <laughs> that is an advantage for you guys my profile is almost not even reflective of me at all so. i'm doing this solo when sean's number one ps5 game is bug snacks that's kieran's work not sean's or is it gonna mm-hmm. be minecraft no. or something like that one of those other We'll see. I don't know. I don't All want right. To spoil Stay it. tuned. <laughs> Let's, okay. My number, my number of games played. So I still only have a base PS4 that sounds like a jet engine taking off. So I use it exclusively as, as the exclusive game console. So my number is my favorite number, number 11. 11 games played total. That's it. And now, a lot I of doing them the top, were on your the top, top list. Three? What's that? A lot of, weren't a lot of them on your top five? Or? 
Uh, yes, all, all of them. Okay. So it was low in quantity, high on quality. That's the PlayStation That's right. ecosystem yes. in a nutshell. That is. Exactly. Uh, Sean, you want to go next? Number of games played? All right. Frank, number of games played in 2020? 54. Holy shit. <laughs> this guy's a fucking dabbler. <laughs> I thought I was the dabbler. That's, I've been named the dabbler at jobs before, like at Creative Byte Studios. And uh, I'm uh, staggered by that number. Now, Sean, too, actually. he does like to play games for five minutes and then shut them off. So like, there's probably a lot of <laughs> VR stuff in there. It's... There, there Maybe is it's one curious. of the stats we will get to is the amount of uh, hours and percentage of VR play. Oh, that's so true. We'll find, out. we'll find out. You might crush me in that category. <laughs> All right. My number, not much higher than Sean's. I was actually sweating when he said the first digit of his. <laughs> uh, I'm at 56, only two Ooh. higher than Sean. Hmm. Tight race. Impressive, Sean. Let's see yep. how impressive. It's the only let's, one that I will challenge you Let's in. dig a little deeper <laughs> into the numbers and see what we have. So the next, your top three games with an hourly break, or your top games. I, I, I assume it's three for everyone. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know yep. how they actually determine this. Uh, but your top three with hours played. Huck. My number one, Final Fantasy VII Remake with 54 hours played. My number two, The Last of Us Part Two, with 49 hours played. And my number three, Ghosts of Tsushima, with 26 hours played. And then my top genre was RPG at 55 hours. So I, I believe I played Final Fantasy Remake and then some other random RPG for one hour. <laughs> okay. Which I'm not sure what that would be. Interesting. But. All right. Well, so this is where we get into uh, <laughs> people are going to question my uh my parenting abilities here um <laughs> my number three uh was ghost of tsushima with 32 hours my number two was the last of us part two with 36 hours number one none of which were mine <laughs> vacation simulator 42 Ooh, hours holy shit oh boy someone <laughs> so wants to get away from the pandemic so this Alicia? is a VR game, so I've let my kids play VR for 42 hours in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, feel free to judge me if you want. But, you know, just don't give fair, out your kids' ages. Yeah. To be fair, it's uh, they take turns playing that game and play. they enjoy playing it together. So, you know. And top genre in hours, Sean? Uh, top genre was action adventure and 200 hours. Not Ooh. bad. All right, my number three. Now, these numbers are a little juiced. I got to be honest. In the full disclosure, Bachelor Nation style. To, well, let's get to the two games where they're juiced, but I will concede there is juicing going on here. Number three, not The Last of Us Part Two, The Last of Us Remastered, the first Last of Us, which I think I beat three times and played a bunch of multiplayer on trying to platinum it and then abandoned it. Um, 73 hours. Wow. Hmm. Pretty Impressive high for a number three entry. <laughs> so wait, so how many times did you play through that game? Three or four, I think. Hmm. I was like, I'm going to play through it once to get ready for Last of Us Part Two, and I just didn't <laughs> stop playing it. Uh, number two, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, yeah. 117 hours. Wow. That's got to be juiced. Now, did I you mean, platinum played- it? No, but no, I'm right. about halfway through on hard. Yeah, it's the second half of the hard. So plays. you have to grind for another sixty hours to be able to beat it on hard. Well, that's just—it's not necessarily that, but I did have to. I was leveling up materia in the battle simulator, and then I—I I don't know how it measures the hours for this, but I didn't save any of it, and I had to redo it all over again. Oh, so no. I think that hourly time is saved at the console level and the yeah probably not on the game level. So okay. some of that okay. is retread grind hours. That number is mm. definitely inflated in my head. It was more like eighty-seven ninety hours. Still Gag. absolutely embarrassing. <laughs> and number one, what a year! What a game this was. This was kind of defined my gaming life in. 
2020. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, 133 hours. Wow. <laughs> now, I know I was on pause for some of this. Like, it's a, another inflated number. To what level, I'm not sure. But, I mean, I played through it two times, and it, it there was a lot of hours put into this game. And also, as made famous grinding divine for divine confetti was a huge part of that <laughs> so That's uh, right. thank you divine confetti um what a game i cannot say enough good things about sekiro if they once they make the wall grab and grappling mechanic like top level for the sequel it is going to be the best game of all time i cannot wait it is perfect sekiro well, sorry, it will be perfect. Sekiro, you're almost perfect. Your sequel will be perfect. Learn from Neo 2's mistakes. Talk to me. Call me. Anyway. My top genre is action-adventure with a total hours logged of 632. Wow. Well done. Not bad. Well done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just in general, you know, 834 millions... 834 million enemies collapsed in fear in Ghost of Tsushima in 2020. Of all PlayStation users. Huge. Right. Just Congratulations, everyone. Ghost of Tsushima there. Now, do you guys get the same stat there? Is it the same for everyone? Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. This is the the prestige award, I think. This is where you're really <laughs> setting yourself apart. Total hours in gameplay in 2020. I hit a milestone that I'm very proud of. So Frank, what was your um what was your top game hours? 133. Okay. So mine is uh 171. That's pretty good. <laughs> total total hours for every game. Of that 11, I guess that's okay. Averaging like 15 hours a game. Pretty low, I imagine, compared to uh the rest of you gents. It's not bad. We know Sean's just an action adventure, two hundred and something. Now, so, my guess for Sean, I was underestimating how many video games Kieran plays. <laughs> it is a big number. I think Sean's going to be seven eighty-seven. No, no, not that. No? Not that crazy. Uh, total gameplay hours tw- in twenty twenty four hundred and thirty. Well, not bad. Add yours up, double them, and you're right around. <laughs> where i am <laughs> now not to jump ahead whoa but whoa next... can i say my number bud oh, okay go ahead <laughs> look he's looking at him he's just dismissing my number i'm sorry i got into quadruple digits here bud oh he did 1030 did hours <laughs> wow <laughs> that's pretty impressive <laughs> Well, I just I just wanted to touch on the uh, I didn't know if you were going to go into it or not, but the local versus online hours. Oh, okay, I'll get there. Because mine is four hundred twenty nine local, one online. <laughs> Very nice, Huck. I have z- zero online. Okay, I am so. now. It's staggering. It's ninety nine percent to one percent. There's just a sliver of online, but even that sliver is fourteen hours. Hmm. Okay. That's not bad. What, so I just, that, I just, is that all caught or? No, I play caught on Xbox. That's Last of Us trying to platinum it. And I don't know what the other things are. Just maybe Fall Guys a bit. Uh, right. Yeah. That's probably what mine was. A few games. An hour of Fall Guys. Rocket League, maybe? No. No. So I just ran a little math there. You're averaging uh, 19.8 hours per week. <laughs> that is terrifying. that's that is all loaded in the summer that is like if you took this oh i I guess uh, you don't get a monthly breakdown right like i get a a daily breakdown but not um i would say Mm, that is may june july august is 75 percent of those hours 100 (laughs) percent a lot of i'm throwing up percents like hubie brown right now it's out of control All right, big number here. This is where Sean is going to, you know, reclaim some of the the glory. <laughs> Hours played in VR, Huck City. Goose egg. Zero. Zero. So this was 20% of my total play time in VR under the visor, 85 hours. Whew. 
That's a lot. <laughs> uh, I am eight hours, 1% under the visor. That's it. That was surprising. Huh. I thought I'd be higher than that. Uh, congratulations, PlayStation users. You logged 200 million hours of The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> Moving on. How many days did you play PlayStation in 2020? I really hope it's 365 for you, Frank. It's, it's not, actually. Your number of, like, saying 19 hours per week is even more... Almost 20. Almost 20. 19.8. Is even scarier when you think of how many days I actually played a week. Uh-oh. So you go first. Uh, mine is 93. 93. That's the answer to the square root question in parenthood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for that stat. Uh, mine is 155. 188. So the same amount of days pretty much between Sean and I. The hours, A lot more hours. do not match up. <laughs> uh, top day you said of the 188, week. Frank? 188. So that is, here we go, more math. Almost five and a half hours a day. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> when I play, I play. Yeah, that's solid. Uh, wow. Wow. Some of those days were like legit 16-hour marathons of Sekiro. I can definitely say that. Top day of the week. I gotta, This would be a fun one to speculate on. I'm going to say Huck's top day of the week is... Tuesday night. That's funny. Tuesday is the lowest. Wow. You know why, though? I think it's because... Now, I mean, mine's all skewed because, like, I play some games. But Tuesday night, I have a, like, uh, I play poker with my buddies from home. Oh, okay. So I never usually play games on that night anyways. Well, that's part of the so, game. I need to know, bad guess. know my co-host bad guess. better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right, what is it? My it's Sunday, Sunday nights, I guess. It's evenings on Sunday, to be precise, is what it says. Right. Followed closely by Monday, uh, uh, according to this bar graph. Bar graph. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tuesday was the lowest for me too. I think because we usually record film junk on Tuesday. But uh, this this kind of tells you how much gaming Kieran was doing, particularly in the summer. I think. Uh, Thursday afternoons is my top gaming time. Mine is... Sure, blame Kieran. What, you're supposed to be working? (laughs) Probably a very typical popular gaming time. Well, for people without children. (laughs) Afternoons on a Saturday. I'm not working. I'm playing games on a Saturday afternoon. Other people are out living their lives. (laughs) (laughs) I am... Buried in front of my TV. Okay. Uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, no slouch either. They're pretty close. Fridays, I thought, would be my number one because I would often stay up until midnight to play new... Like, a lot of the games came out on Fridays, so I would play the the brand new games Friday at midnight and on that Friday. So, kind of surprised by how low my Friday number is, but the lowest by far is Sunday. The Lord's Day. Football day also. Which Football day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on. Just a fun factoid here, PlayStation users. <laughs> Top three PlayStation Now games in 2020. Marvel Spider-Man, Days Gone, and Horizon Zero Dawn. I was surprised by Days Gone being that high. Well, but it did come out that year. Whereas Horizon Zero Dawn came out in what twenty eighteen? Wasn't days was it Days Gone last year? I thought it was two years ago. Oh, maybe it was two years ago. But either but way, I mean, they're they're all older game. on PlayStation now, anyway, right? There's no new. But they, they were probably new to PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. Now this year, though. Yeah. All right, trophies. The real stat. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm in trouble here. I'm actually. Here I wish I did not hit a milestone here that I wish I would have. Okay, my total is. 110 that and that breakdown breaks down to one platinum eight golds 12 silver 89 bronze so pretty disappointing 
All right, I wonder what I that am... platinum was, though. Astro's Playroom? Final, oh, no, you don't have the PlayStation 5 loose. You didn't <laughs> no, I don't have Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Oh, it must be Spider-Man, actually. must be Spider-Man. Hmm. Uh, so total trophies for me was 218, which is 170 bronze, 34 silver, 14 gold. No platinums. So I guess my <laughs> Astro's sad. Playroom was in 2021. Interesting. My total trophies earned in 2020? 806. (laughs) (laughs) Bronze, 487. Silver, 215. Gold, 85. Platinum, 19. Wow. I love how you have more, like, doubling my silver. Your silver is doubling my total amount. Oh, I love trophies. You you have more uh, games platinum than Huck has played. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Congratulations, PlayStation users. You hit 161 million home runs at MLB The Show 20. <laughs> wow. And maybe we'll you... add some Xbox numbers to that next year. That's right. It's like We need to get the deets on that. We're not talking about it because we don't know what's going on there. I have a, there's a lot of speculation. Hopefully we figure out why that game... A PlayStation game on Xbox? How dare you? Um, oh, that's it. Congratulate! Well, that's it for you. Sean and I have entered an exclusive club. Congratulations, <laughs> Dirty Frank. In 2020, you entered the future of gaming with PlayStation 5. Oh, I see. Your top PS5 game was Bug Snacks with 14 hours played. Your total PS5 gameplay hours were 44. And your total PlayStation 5 trophies were 224. Huh. Uh, yes, my top PS5 game is also Bug Snacks with 21 hours. Uh, total PS5 gameplay, 54 hours. He and PS5 me. trophies, 95. The guy crushed me on PS5. How dare you? That's embarrassing. <laughs> it is. So embarrassing. And I'm not even going to get how. into the, uh, what the hell? PlayStation Plus. Number of play, monthly PlayStation Plus games downloaded, nine. Total value in digital savings, $5. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ta- really? That doesn't sound right. I don't have any, I don't have a digital savings thing. I have 13 games downloaded. Uh, that's because I buy every game when it's brand new. So when they're finally on sale on PlayStation Plus, like there's nothing for me to mm. buy. Uh, top game played online, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. Hours played online, six. <laughs> top game played online, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Hours played, one. With me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was part of that hour. Anyway, that was actually more fun than I thought it would be. I know it's just listing off bullshit numbers, but... I was loving it. <laughs> yeah, it was a good call. I didn't. I thought it was going to last five minutes, but uh, we managed to juice it. So you got to, you got to juice that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's get into what we played. Who would like to go first? Uh, well, why don't we all touch on the medium? Let's do it. Sure. Go ahead, Huck. Okay. Well, I played it. I didn't I actually didn't play it this week. I played it last week, uh, but was holding off. But didn't get back to it, unfortunately. And I only played the first area, um, kind of before it starts to get spooky. She, she just went into the morgue and did all the stuff in the morgue, and then uh, was about to leave, and it started getting all spooky. And I quit because I was too scared. No, I'm not uh, much further, to be honest. You're much further. I'm not, not much? much further. Oh, okay. So overall, I. I don't know what to expect, actually. I didn't really know anything about this game except for the kind of split-screen aspect, which I have not seen yet. And the overall gameplay is much more sort of like David Cagey investigated an area than I thought it was going to be, which I actually enjoy that type of game, so I I actually was enjoying it. Now, I did find... Uh, finding that like thing you have to find in that in the first area annoying to find. The tie uh, clip? I don't the tie clip. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it was because there's like where it is. The default camera when you kind of zoom in is up above, and you don't. They don't really tell you that you will be able to scroll around 
as much, and then you have to scroll down and find it. Anyways, I, so that was see. Kind I of, knew that it's interesting. I prototyped a, like I prototyped a system for a game that had a very similar uh, inspection system that was never released. So it, like I kind of got that right away, and I was like, oh, I this I've worked on something like this before. I like it. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't mind it. I just. Um, I didn't realize you would be able to move the camera quite so far. Originally, I thought it was just like a slight motion, but this was more like panning through the scene kind of thing. But overall, I was enjoying what I saw. I was running it on my PC. Game looked nice. The environments looked nice. Uh, I didn't really have a problem. Now, the animation looked quite stiff to me of the character from what I was seeing. But, I mean, that's whatever. That's not that Huck big of a deal. Huck is developing that an- Eye for animation. He is. I I agree with him though. I was thinking that too, but I didn't know if it that if part of that was because I was playing on my PC, which is not the best. Um, so you know, I had to turn down a bunch of things on it. You think that would affect animations, bud? Come on. Well, it, <laughs> it was not that, but just the frame rate was a little choppy at points, and it, I don't know. It made all everything right, feel right. kind of sluggish, but. Um, but so this is from is it Bluebird Team? Is that the name of the company? Who I think Bluebird? <laughs> and um, yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. It's obviously so you can't play it on Xbox One. Uh, you have to either have PC or Xbox Series X or Series S, which you know feels like a bit of a calculated move, but whatever. Um, but. Uh, I, I was enjoying it. I, I I guess I feel like, you know, it's interesting. We were talking about having maybe doing some stuff in the future for Game Junk where we'd play like the first little bit of a game it's letting the cat and, out and comment on it. <laughs> well, it's just edit that out. You can edit it out if you want. But it's just interesting <laughs> playing just I played up to basically the title screen of the game. And I don't know if that's representative of what the game is. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... Because I, I read something in reviews that there's, like, a lot of hiding sequences or something like that, and there was none of that in the, the prologue. So it's hard to tell, but uh, I agree with... I was certainly thinking, like, Heavy Rain and games like that, um, which I do like if the story is is great, and I'm... I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm not 100% sold on it. And there's definitely some wonky camera stuff because it's all fixed cameras and everything but that's kind of well i mean let's talk influences here resident evil is the number one influence and it's not even close i would say the inspection system is resident evil the like item combination stuff like the semi tank controls like they're bordering on tank controls with the fixed camera perspective like it feels to me it's resident evil meets eternal darkness in a lot of ways well, and Silent Hill, I guess, right? Yeah. Like, I've definitely heard I've that. I've heard a lot of Silent around. Hill. Yeah, I, I, that's probably true. I've never played a Silent Hill game, so that, that makes sense. Uh, I am playing on Series X. I live in the present, not the past. <laughs> and I got to say, it looks amazing. Like, the environments, I got into the forest, and it looks awesome. Uh, so kudos to the development team and the artists, because it looks really good. Uh, it's, I think it is a tough game to judge at this point because I, I assume it's going to live and die on its story and I, I don't have enough of the story yet. I, I like the general inspection system. It's introducing mechanics very slowly. I would say initially there is a like intuition mechanic where you reveal things for searching, which is never that successful to me because I always just spam it all the time. And like, there's no real risk reward or, you know, debate as to whether or not I should use it. I just use it all the time. And if you don't use it all the time, you're going to miss something. And it like, it, I I don't know a game that does that well. Like the, like Batman's the same complaint, right? I just go in detective mode all the time and look for stuff. Like I would love for a game to do that really, really well. And I actually think a VR game might be good for that. Like if you simulated a viewport, like I think of the visors and Metroid, 
Like if you actually well, had to like twist something on your thing to switch modes, I think that would be the best version of that in some way. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is Metroid is the only one I can think of that kind of does it where it is a mechanic that's kind of fun because you have to actually scan certain pieces instead of just seeing through walls and seeing everything. But it's still once. clumsy in Metroid, right? Like, And it was especially yeah. clumsy on the Wii. I remember... Oh, yeah. using, like, I remember being really bad from what I played on Metroid Prime 3. Uh, I do... Just to jump in on that point, I find that games like... Um, uh, what games are I thinking? Like, even like Ghost of Tsushima or more like Gone Home, where when you walk close to something or even when you walk into a room, there's like a little dot on anything you can interact with. So you kind of know everything that's there. It's just up to you to go and kind of cycle through it. Now, that kind of takes away the mystery of like figuring out the problem. But really, if you're just going to spam that like investigation mode anyways, what's the point in even hiding it from the player? If you're basically giving that to the player with unlimited usage, why even why yeah. even add that extra layer of complexity in between? The most re- interesting recent take I had on this was Resident Evil 7 because like and you can't do it for main quest items, but for optional stuff, they had like this cut you would it was a drug you would shoot yourself up with. I can't remember what it was called, and it would reveal like very well hidden things and in the first person perspective it was like oh do i want to recombine my resources to make ammo or do i want to be able to find uh extra stuff in the in the levels and so you would just basically recombine items to determine how you want to use that stuff and they had really well hidden stuff in resident evil in first person and I think that's a great mechanic and it like encourages choice from the player on whether, cause I would miss stuff. Like normally if I comb an area, I'll generally find everything in resident evil. I would put this, I would shoot myself up with this shit and I would find 20 things. I'm like, Holy shit. I suck at finding stuff in this game. This game is awesome. Um, but that's that's a, a prime example of like a risk reward system. Exactly. Where you, yeah. It's an un, it's not an unlimited supply of something. It's a limited supply, so you do have to make decisions and, as a player. And obviously, the concession is they they can only do that with optional stuff, right? It's like for you know extra healing items or whatever it is. So if it's a main item, you you, you if you run out of your ability to look for stuff, you're you're fucked if you can't find something, right? So I mm-hmm. believe me, I understand all the design. Mis- the design decisions i'm just really looking forward to a game i think that there's some potential to make a system like that great uh and have a risk reward system there and i I just haven't there probably is one i just can't remember it or um you know i haven't played it so uh overall i'm liking it not loving it i did find the controls a little cumbersome like because of the fixed camera angles knowing what direction i'm going i was absolutely ecstatic to have a run button unlocked in the second part of the game or the second chapter, whatever. I was like, yes, thank you. I can run now. Uh, (laughs) I I was like, if I can't run in this game, I might be done. Like I'm moving so slow. Uh, And that's another great thing about resident evil seven. Like in in VR, I know I've told this before, but just getting from your car to the house in VR, it took me an hour. I think I was so scared and looking for stuff like, <laughs> like that is, like like you in VR, you want to move slow. Like you actually feel the suspense. Where, and not in VR, I just plow through everything. And it, I, if fuck, Resident Evil Seven is amazing. Man, if that last act was good, you got to play Resident Evil Seven, Sean. Skip two, skip three. You know what you're getting into. And, I, I and you're the VR guy. You should play Resident Evil 7 in VR. That should be I, your I life. I started playing it in VR, and I just didn't finish it. But I, I'm going to try to finish it before the new one comes out. That'll be my priority over 2 and 3, even though I do want to play them. Your life is Resident Evil 7 in VR <laughs> from this day forward. Um, we'll but yeah, that's all I really have to say about the medium thus far. I was going to ask, like, on that note with regards to the horror stuff, if you, it sounds like you're a little farther then Huck and I like did it get like for somebody oh, I, who maybe is 
sensitive to scares and stuff? Did it get intense not yet. or not? Not not, not yet no. for me. But uh, okay, I did see the split screen mechanic a bit, and I thought it was interesting how they handled it because my first instinct was I thought it was literally going to be you know exactly the same, like two worlds you're seeing from the exact same perspective, but. I'm guessing that got boring uh, seeing that the same way. So they, they do adjust camera perspective in the two scenes. And uh, I think they try to make that more interesting. I'm still not sure if I like that better than, or even letting me kind of, you know, those images you can scrub back and forth. Like me, I have a feeling that mechanic might be in the game. I feel like I've seen that before, but I hope that's a thing like where you literally can pan and, you know, highlight areas to to go into that mode but we'll see i suppose i okay i'm don't know if i'll play this that much more like i wanted to try it i think i'm going to go back to neo 2 and i guess i'll say i played cyber shadow more yeah so did i and i was really getting into it when i went back to it a second time I mm, me too. I was stuck on that area. Sean had just gotten past me. It sounds like when you unlock buying stuff, and then I was like making consistent progress for about two hours last night, and I was really enjoying it. It, it was getting better the more I played it. Now, the wall. There's a wall jump that I just kind of unlocked, and I'm not loving that. But uh, overall, that game is improving the more I play it. I did not get to the wall jump yet. I just got the, uh, well, what, what's the second thing you unlock? You get the shuriken throw and then you get something else. There's a rising unlock. fire and a ground, oh, yeah, ground pound thing. Okay. So I just, I just unlocked that upper punch basically. And I must say like so far, uh, the enemies, like the skill progression is pretty, pretty consistently going up. I don't really feel like I'm out of my element in any way. It feels like, the with the shuriken thing it adds just the right amount of like puzzle elements to the combat and to like fights that make it interesting they i do like how you it's a limited resource and you have to collect those sort of like uh refill power balls or whatever they are so that you can't just like spam that uh mechanic but i haven't gotten to anywhere where i need to use that rising fire punch yet. yeah it's pretty but, that one's pretty limited out of all the stuff i've yeah. unlocked so far yeah I've unlocked yeah, so, two more things, so... Okay, so I've been enjoying it. I definitely want to go back. I don't know how long the game is supposed to be, but I I feel like it's well-paced so far, and the only thing I'm noticing is that some of the enemies are getting a little stale. Uh, they seem to be, like, using a lot of those kind of, like, flying things with the eggs uh, quite a bit, and those turrets seem to be still around. But overall, they're adding like little things that keep the gameplay, you know, interesting and new that I'm in, I'm enjoying. So I'm gonna go back. I I I I've been liking it. I, I don't find anything wrong with the aesthetic that like NES style, and I like the gameplay. So I'm gonna keep going. Excellent. I will say I love the bosses. They remind me a lot of the Messenger. Not surprisingly, like very like perfect difficulty level. It doesn't take me a hundred tries, but and like if I can get it in two or three tries if I really recognize the patterns quickly. Uh, great bosses. Perfect sweet spot for difficulty for me. I almost found them like I was able to figure them out quickly, like like you were saying, two or three times. And then they almost became too easy. Which I that like. Point. I, that's, yeah. a, that's a good boss to me. Like uh, where if, if it's basically Zelda and Mario, right? Like. I could play a Zelda and Mario boss for the first time and Metroid. That's basically Nintendo has a very interesting approach to boss design where you have enough health and there's usually health in the area that you can figure out how to beat the boss and fail within the same, the first play try. Typically it's very rare Mm -hmm. that you need like multiple playthroughs of a Nintendo boss. Like you learn and achieve in the same, at the same time. The only exceptions, there's been a few exceptions to that for me. I find that is not the case with Breath of the Wild bosses. Another reason why I'm not crazy about that game. Like, it's so dependent on your armor sets and um, your weapons and all that stuff. Like, they're weak, man. Those bosses are weak. I'm sorry. And 
the one boss, some of the, the two bosses from Zelda, which I remember loathing. Anything, the one in Ocarina of Time where you have to reflect the thing back. And another reflecting boss that pretty much made me give up on this game was in Skyward Sword. There was a boss, like, like a humanoid character with a sword, and you had to like match the direction perfectly uh, to reflect their attacks and do all this stuff. I don't remember. I'm like, this is brutal. The motion plus sucks. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think those are the main Nintendo bosses. Other than that, every Nintendo boss has been amazing. Mario Odyssey's bosses are the fucking greatest. I love Mario bosses. Hmm. Some kind and Metroid words for Prime Nintendo. bosses are fucking awesome too. At least in the first one. Look, Nintendo. You. I don't love everything they do as a platform, but up until probably the Switch, their boss design is unparalleled. Amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. Doesn't get any better. That's why designers all love Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, and just copy them. You got the blueprint. Why do you do your own stupid stuff? Just make a Nintendo <laughs> boss. Three phases. Mm-hmm. It's not fucking rocket science. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I can talk. So, okay, I'll... I'll Briefly talk Immortals Phoenix Rising. I mean, you just said you're probably going to buy it, Frank, so I'm curious to see what you think. But I went back to it, been playing it a fair bit, but it kind of hit a point now where I feel like there's a bit of a grind to it. I I can't put my finger on what it is. It's weird because it's almost the opposite of cyberpunk in that there's not really much of a story, but the world itself is just everywhere you go, there's something to do, and it kind of pulls you in in that way. But uh, now that I'm actually trying to s- go through the quests, I find that they're very. Um, a lot of the enemies are just. They just feel like damage sponges, and I guess that's means I got to keep upgrading more stuff. But I don't know because of that, it, it's, it kind of faded a little for me now. But um, I'm probably still going to finish it, and I, I got to say the. Uh, they have these things called vaults, which is basically like shrines in Breath of the Wild where you kind of jump in. There's like openings in the earth and you jump in and then there's puzzles you have to solve in there and, and enemies as well. But I, I found some of the, the puzzle design was actually pretty impressive, particularly with the quest-oriented vaults. I was pretty impressed. So um, solid game, but you know, just uh, maybe feeling a little bit of the Ubisoft open world thing now with it. Um, and then, so I started playing control, which Frank already alluded to. It's, it's on PlayStation plus right now. Um, the ultimate edition for PS five is free. If you have PlayStation plus and I am liking it. I'm only maybe an hour and a half in something like that. I was a little surprised at first how much it quick like how quickly it just becomes a shooter like i thought it was more of like a medium type game like i knew that there were other powers you get and stuff but i i I don't know for whatever reason i thought there was more exploration and investigation and that kind of stuff um but it really i mean at least to start it pretty quickly becomes an action shooter game which kind of even it seemed weird to me like some of the um upgrades and mods that you start picking up like it just felt very gamey for something that's trying to be so story driven do you know what i mean a little bit like i mean this is another reason why i think the game is so overrated the mod system is completely useless it is just superfluous stuff that feels like a microtransaction push that got canceled when uh microtransactions were being destroyed across the board and everyone was pulling them out of their games. Uh, and probably because why would I pay for these mods? Like they barely change anything. It just like, it feels like such a superfluous system and the weapons, like I kind of like the different weapons, but I felt I, I really ma- mainly used one or two of the, what is it? Configurations. Is that what they're called? 
I don't know. There's a I name for it. I don't remember it. I, I might be confusing it with cutlass configurations in After Earth. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I loved the game for the first five hours. I thought it was great. I, I like... Uh, why can't I think of the name of the studio? Remedy. Like I liked Quantum Break for the most part, and it has very similar mechanics to that game. I just... As you keep going, Sean, just the map gets more and more confusing and i i know people will say that's the point it's an office building it's bureaucracy it's that's the whole point of the game man <laughs> you're supposed to get lost yeah i get that but i need to fucking know where i need to <laughs> to go to find something like it's i mean i i've i've certainly already been a little confused by the map so i can see what you're talking about but um i yeah i like the atmosphere and just kind of some of the visuals and um, it's a game that's getting by and it's getting game of the year because of one sequence, which comes very late in the game, which is very interesting and looks really good and is a cool idea. But you know what? When I tried double, uh, I can't even say what I want to do because it's spoiler for Sean. When they start <laughs> putting three mechanics on one button, that's when I start to snap. And when your final boss is just like three waves of enemies, that's when I snap. And when I fall off ledges because I can't see a floor because my camera's facing up to look at a boss and the floor, the floor is falling out from under me, that's when I snap. Get your shit together, control. Get it under control, control. Sounds like a great game to me. I can't wait to find out what Frank's talking about. And some of the worst stuff in me for me in that game is optional stuff. Like it's optional side quests and bosses that I thought were very confusing and were probably made optional for a reason. Anyway, still don't hate the game. Just don't get it as a game of the year ever. Sorry, Huck. I, I'm not picking on you. I'm picking on Tim Rogers too. I'm picking on everyone who IGN who gave this game of the year. It is insane to me. In a well, year, I, I would Sekula, say that it was a weak year as well. And, I totally agree. It might be the weakest year in gaming history when yeah. we look back on it. Red pen out. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's it for me. I haven't played anything else. I had something else you had to mention, Frank. I did? Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, huh? I don't care. You said something before we started. I can't remember what it was now. You finished something, didn't you? Yeah, Indivisible. You're oh, fuck yeah. Thank oh, yeah. you, Sean. Speaking of rants, we're, uh, Frankie's about to go. You guys go first. I gotta load this rant. <laughs> so, okay, I played long boot I, I time. Beat, I beat a game. I beat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Ninja? The Hyperstone Heist <laughs> on Sega Genesis this past week. My uh, my youngest kid is big into the Ninja Turtles right now, so I was like, you know what? I know a game you'll like. So I fired <laughs> that baby up, and we crushed it. Dominated it on easy. So enjoyable. And it, uh-oh, is Frank getting it? There it is. You got it right there, Frank? Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Look no, at that cover. No manual, though. Oh. Ew. Gross. Oh, yes. Uh, Glorious game. But I remember so fun. This, this was around the time, like, Genesis, I was Team Genesis. I was suppressing my jealousy for the super nintendo and i was still i wouldn't say i was in full turtle head mode but i was pretty close and turtles in time the fact that that was on super nintendo and not genesis was absolutely debilitating and uh i have to say i remember when they announced this game is coming to genesis i lost my mind i i don't <laughs> think i've ever been more ex they announced um the six-button controller for Genesis and Street Fighter Two Two Turbo Championship Edition, I, or was it just Championship Edition? I think Championship Edition. The first time Street Fighter was coming to Genesis, and the Tiny Toons game around the same time, which had similar box art, and I loved Tiny Toons. I would draw Tiny Toons characters all day, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, that was a great time. So yeah, I, I should revisit Hyperstone Heist. It's still it's you know, great. It's still not as good as Turtles in Time. Like it, like why would I play this when I can throw foot soldiers at the fucking screen? Get out of here! You so we jump. did we did play <laughs> we did play that one as well, and it definitely is has more polish to it. But uh, 
The only problem is the like characters that are in the game are a lot less well known. I would say, like they got that like doctor that turns into a fly, which I don't Baxter even know the name Stockman. Of. You don't know yeah, the name guy. of Baxter Stockman? <laughs> yeah. Come on, man! They got some other guys I didn't understand. Whereas, like you know, the Hyperstone Heist has all the the staples. Look, you got to give Hyperstone Heist. If I remember correctly, it has OLED ahead. Where it does. Super Nintendo has Rat King. Leatherhead beats Rat King any day of the fucking week. Like, don't even start <laughs> with me. Leatherhead was the coolest. I've never played uh, Hyperstone Heist. Oh, you're missing out. For sure, missing out. Holy. Oh, uh, Turtle Gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing I uh, tried out is I started Cyberpunk, finally. I picked the. Uh, corporate uh minion root and uh me too i was corpo all the way oh yeah you guys went Damn, corporate that's what we went something i different. can't believe i was nomad all the way well, I ended but, so nomad, where does you where can does change the nomad... told me, don't spoil that for me well not it's just one of the paths where do where do the paths meet up is it at the car like in that apartment building like how long does the intro last for for each one I don't think it's very long. I think it's like once you get to the bar and talk to Jackie. The, yeah, whatever his name is. I think after that, it's like there might be there's there's some dialogue options throughout the game where you can choose certain things depending on what you started as. Mm-hmm. But I think after that, the game is the same. I could be wrong because I, I only played one way. But And you get dialogue options depending on yeah, right. what you pick. Okay. Yeah, it seemed like where I am now, which is like just after that, uh, like I just did the training, the VR training, which is after that bar you're talking about, Sean. And then I got into the apartment building that all seemed like that's where the game starts. And I didn't find the intro very long at all. I was expecting that intro to be much longer considering they took the time to create three different sort of like origin stories, but it was quite short. Uh, but overall, I thought the game was fine. No crashes, no bugs yet. Though I'm very early. I've only played for probably an hour and a half, not even. And I, I like the world they're building. Though I I do find that, like, so after, after you do that sort of, like, intro, they have this, like, montage of, like, parts from the game, I'm assuming, that are going to come up, which I found really weird. And I just skipped it because I'm like, I don't really want to see all this. And it went on for a long time. And then I, like, I, they're, they seem to be doing a lot of that kind of stuff where they're, they're trying to add all this extra, like almost like cinematic flair to the game that I don't think it needs. But uh, that's my only really complaint so far. I did the VR part, so I get kind of a taste of the combat and the, um, and the stealth aspects of the game and the hacking. And that all seemed pretty cool. The... They seem to put like uh, basically an e- equal emphasis on the gunplay and the hand-to-hand combat stuff, but almost all videos I've seen is all gunplay. So is is that is like the melee combat useless in this game? I love the katanas. What... I use the katanas all the time. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, I mostly used guns, but there were a couple of boss fights where I kind of had to switch over. Hmm. And actually, okay. that's one thing I did like about the game. Like, even though you kind of pick your play style and you kind of start leveling those things up because you're using them more. I still found there was a lot of missions where I could pick and choose how I wanted to approach it. And it still would work even if I had a lower attribute for that. So Hmm. now we can all agree on something. I mean, Huck's not there yet, but look, I love Neo. I love Neo too. And I will in a heartbeat say the inventory management is absolutely annoying as fuck. And I I wish I didn't have to buy and sell stuff ad nauseum when I'm playing these games. Can we all agree enough with picking up the fucking items? Like it's brutal. Like just make it interesting when you get something new, not something that you're like just picking a different thing every 10 seconds. Like it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty overwhelming at the start. Once you get that auto salvage skill, then you don't have to 
sell the junk you can just disassemble well, it and get money i get more weapons than anything when you fight people you always pick up their weapons and that yeah that's still a problem throughout the game and then you know even if you there's a couple skills or, or at least one where you can carry more stuff but i was constantly by the end having to drop stuff and you always want to pick stuff up because you're like this might be better than what i have but then you got to drop something else and it gets real annoying that's it for me I'll hopefully report back on the medium and more cyberpunk next week, but we'll see. Frank, nice. let's go. Indivisible, let's hear it. Oh, yeah. So I apologize that I recommended this game to so many people. And it's not like a <laughs> like a, a terrible ap- apology. I just, I hope you didn't make it to the end. Like, I still think the first, you got a hard copy? Library, baby. I went and got it. I was like, I still want to play this game even after it leaves uh, Game Pass. So I nice. got it in the library. So hmm. I still really like the game. Like, I find the game really interesting. I don't know if I find it to be great. As I mentioned, lots of cool mechanics. But the final boss and final area are infuriating. Like They are so frustrating. And the final boss, you have to use a mechanic perfectly that you have not used the entire game and, or you like it's, you can get by without even using it at all in the game. Hmm. So it is not taught you how to do this properly. And I watched a let's play. I'm like, am I an idiot? Like, am I, 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 I know I'm not, I'm missing something with this boss. So I eventually find out. I like the basic conceit of the boss that you have to be completely defensive. So you've learned how to do combat the entire game. Now you're not allowed to use combat. You have to block perfectly. And at no point in the game before do you need to block perfectly to to be successful in the game. Like the fact that they flip that without preparing you for it at all is absolutely unforgivable from a, as, as a designer, I would be embarrassed. Uh but and I'm not alone. I was like, I'm going to look up. I'm, I'm missing something. I went to watch a Let's Play, one of the only Let's Plays where they get to that. And a couple areas towards the end, I'm like, well, I cannot do this I, for whatever reason. And I watched them and I watched them die like time after time after. Okay, it's not me. I, like everyone mm-hmm. who plays this game and plays it this much still has these problems. They get to the final boss and... The let's they're they're basically feeling my frustration. Like, what do I do? I cannot I can't beat this. Mm-hmm. Like and they they literally they it was a forty six part let's play, I think. I think each one was like at least a half an hour or an hour. So they had put that much time into this. They were on the final boss. They got so frustrated, they said, Fuck this, fade cut to black, let's play over. Like they just said, Wow. <laughs> so uh, that's huge i uh i did persevere i beat it i'm not gonna wimp out you know like I gotta finish it. I'm, I'm a pro i'm a professional game maker you think i can't beat this boss you came up with <laughs> let's get real you can't uh, break me you can't i'm gonna tell you it's a piece of shit but you're not gonna beat me and uh yeah so was just way too long. The game is way too long. Way too much stuff going on. Had a lot of potential. And uh, yeah, it's off Game Pass. So unless you got it from the library, don't worry about it. <laughs> Delete it. <laughs> That's it. We're done. <laughs> Do you have anything else, right, Sean? We're done here. Good. You good? Oh, yeah. I thought Sean had another game. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's it for this week's show. Uh, check us out on youtube.com forward slash game junk, film junk on Twitter, my or equilibrium sis and my angry commute on Twitter as well for Huck. Facebook.com forward slash game junk podcast and game junk on Twitter. Pardon me. I will, I will put <laughs> Get fa- them all wrong, but. <laughs> 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 what is it? Game Junk Podcast on Twitter? Yeah. Game Junk Podcast on Twitter, Game Junk on Facebook. Well, anyway, Facebook finally resolved my problem, <laughs> so I'll give them a plug again. I'm not re- I'm not returning my quest. It took them cool. way too long, but they did come through without me having to reply again. So So did you order that new gaming PC yet then? No. 
That's mm. definitely on the back burner. I got like the the idea out of my system a bit just through some other stuff like dual booting this thing and is there any better feeling than reformatting or putting a new hard drive in like it is the greatest (laughs) i think we went over this this yeah i think we went over this last week (laughs) no that was i I both said it's the worst i think that was off off show so i just want to say on the record on the show there is nothing on earth that I like more than reformatting a computer. It is the greatest feeling, starting from scratch, so clean, so... Oh, it just appeals to everything in me. I love it. Absolutely love it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Hopefully we get some exciting news this upcoming week. Let's kick it up here. You can uh, email us, gamechungpodcast at gmail.com if you have questions you want us to answer. Hey, we might need them if it's another week like that. If we don't get a PlayStation wrap-up or equivalent <laughs> for next week or an Xbox wrap-up, we got nothing. We got nothing. All right. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.